In this video, we're going to be talking about the topic that Protestants fear the most. They do not like this topic. Even James White and other debaters try to start doing backflips and gymnastics around this topic to try to avoid the ramifications. So right after this, we're going to be talking about what that topic is. Hello everyone, my name is Brian Mercier, President of Catholic Truth, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. Welcome to Catholic Truth, your place to know, love, and live the Catholic faith that has come down from Jesus and the Apostles. Make sure to check out our website, catholictruth.org, if you would like a retreat or a parish mission, and make sure to check out our Patreon and PayPal below. So what is the topic that Protestants fear the most? One of the biggest topics that Protestants do not like to bring up is the canon of the Bible because it shows the authority of the church and they have to come up with all sorts of different stories and topics and gymnastics to get around the topic that it was the Catholic Church who decided definitively, authoritatively, the canon of the Bible. And Luther was the first one to start, you know, disassociating himself with this because he wanted to reject the authority of the church. And we'll come back to that. And in fact, Martin Luther himself ended up rejecting like seven New Testament books and he re rejected or relegated four of them to the back of his Bible, his first German translation. He didn't even agree with uh, Hebrews or Revelation, Jude, but we'll come back to that in a minute. The bottom line is there was no canon in the early church. One of the arguments Protestants love to say is that the earliest Christians just knew what scripture was. They haven't studied history if they know this. Nobody can claim that the Christians just knew what was scripture. It's preposterous. I mean, if anyone reads the earliest writings for the first 300 years of the church before the biblical canon, you're going to see several biblical canons. Some people in the early church rejected the Old Testament. Some rejected part of the Old Testament. Some rejected uh, the book of Jude. Others rejected the book of Revelation in Hebrews. Others accepted books that aren't in our Bible today like the Shepherd of Hermas, Barnabas, Clement, the letters of Clement. Many people considered these inspired scriptures, whereas other people would reject the book of Philemon or 2 and 3 John. So the canons did not match up. People had different canons. So, so to say that, oh, well, Christians just knew what it was and they all agreed from earliest times. No, they didn't. Isubius, the earliest church historian with a surviving account of the earliest church, he says some of the books were known, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, certain gospels were known among all the Christians, but other than these gospels, there really wasn't a agreement on the canon of the Bible, and there was no agreement fully until the Catholic Church definitively settled the matter at the Council of Rome in 382. The Pope brought all the manuscripts all around the world together, and it was completed at the Council of Carthage in 397 AD and finally and firmly ratified by the Pope in 401 AD, who said anyone who does not accept these books are anathema or are excommunicated. And from then on, all the books that were there in that council that the Catholic Church made was in every single Bible for over 1,100 years, and Protestants would end up taking out seven Old Testament books in the 1600s. They even had them in the earliest Bibles. The King James Version, the original King James Version, had the seven books in question, and they would take them out finally in the 1800s. Around 1829, they would take out, most Protestant denominations took out the seven books of the Old Testament, and some people like Luther took out New Testament books of the Bible or relegated them to the back 
back of his Bible. Now, many people like R.C. Sproul will say that the Bible is a fallible collection of infallible books. Why does he say this? A fallible collection of infallible books? Because they can't claim that it's an infallible collection of infallible books without acknowledging the authority of the Catholic Church. The fact that God used the Church infallibly to declare the infallible Bible. Now, apparently, the Bible was not important enough for God to declare the canon infallibly, and he left it up to be fallible, a fallible collection of infallible books. So, scriptures are inspired scripture. They're infallible, but the collection, the decision of the church, that's fallible. Does that even make sense? This is insanity. The word fallible, as you can see here on the screen, means capable of error. <laughs> you can make mistakes. That's what the technical definition of fallible means. So if we only have a fallible collection of infallible books, then we can have a mistake. We may have made a mistake, according to R.C. Sproul and others and people who defend him. We could have uh, books in the Bible that aren't supposed to be there. And there are people like Luther who rejected them. He rejected the book of Revelation. He says, in my mind, it is not inspired scripture, but I leave it up to every individual person to decide whether they want to include it in their canon or not. Hebrews, he said it doesn't bear the mark of an apostle in his opinion. James, he, as we know, he considered it an epistle of straw, and he felt like throwing little Jimmy into the fire because it really tried to debunk, or it did debunk, his faith alone of what Paul was talking about, and so he didn't think it had the mark of an apostle. So he was messing with the biblical canon. This is the person who's supposed to be the savior of the Bible in the Protestant mind, and he was rejecting biblical books. And if you don't believe me, listen to what he says in his own words. Regarding the book of James, he says, quote, Away with James. His authority is not great enough to cause me to abandon the doctrine of faith and to deviate from the authority of the other apostles in the entire scripture. St. James really is an epistle of straw compared to these others, for it has nothing of the nature of the gospel about it. I almost feel like throwing Jimmy into the stove. In another one, he says this, quote, we should throw the epistle of James out of this school, i.e. Wittenberg, for it doesn't amount to much. It contains not a syllable about Christ. Not once does it mention Christ, except at the beginning. It, I maintain that some Jew wrote it who probably heard about Christian people, but never encountered any. Since he heard that Christians place great weight on faith in Christ, he thought, wait a moment, I'll oppose them and urge works alone. This he did. <laughs> so wait a second. He's not only saying that James is an epistle of straw and not seemingly inspired scripture, but he's asserting that some Jew wrote it to undermine the Christian faith. So what we have in our biblical canon is not even a work written by a Christian or for Christians. It was by a Jew to undermine Christianity to prove works alone which James doesn't teach, of course, not remotely. And Martin Luther is really confused. But lest there be controversy over the book of James, listen to what he says about the book of Revelation. Quote, There are many things objectionable in this book. To my mind, it bears upon it no mark of an apostolic or prophetic character. Everyone may form his own judgment of this book, but for me, I feel an aversion to it. And to me, this is a sufficient reason for rejecting it. Wow. So, 
Luther was the first one to say that the scriptures are infallible, but the Catholic Church, of course he has to say this, is not infallible. It's fallible, and therefore its collection of the books was fallible, and therefore he could mess with the canon. Well, okay, scripture is infallible, but the canon is not infallible. Most people consider Revelation and Hebrews inspired scripture and therefore to be infallible, but Martin Luther said it's not, and James is not, and Hebrews, and 2 and 3 John, and so on. So apparently they're not infallible. And if you don't have an infallible collection of books, and it's fallible, and you can make mistakes in choosing it, even though R.C. Sproul contradicts himself and says that the earliest Christians decided rightly and accurately. Well, if it's accurate, then it means it's correct. And if it's correct, it doesn't mean fallible. It's literally a contradiction, Mr. Sproul, in the exact same terms. So, <laughs> in your same sentence. So, again, if you don't have an infallible collection of books, and it's only fallible, and it can make a mistake, and people can muck with it, people can mess around with it and choose to reject books. Even Martin Luther said... I choose to reject uh, Revelation, but every person can make his own decision on it. Meaning, Luther said it's up to everybody to make up their own mind upon the biblical canon. This, again, is insanity. But this is what you get with Protestantism when you reject the church. It's a default position. When you go by the scriptures alone, you have to reject the authority of the church or the infallible authority of the church. It's impossible for a Protestant to say that the Catholic Church infallibly defined the canon of scripture because then they're saying that God can use the church, and he did use the church, infallibly to, to define the scriptures. And we believe that it is a infallible collection of infallible books, infallible collection of infallible writings. So God, I mean, to Protestants, apparently it wasn't that important to God to make it infallible so that we could know once and for all which books are to be in the Bible and which books aren't. And if it's not infallible, then you don't know for sure. And that is just the simple reality. You don't know for sure. You can say all you want. Oh, no, they, they were accurate. Oh, no, the Christians knew. But did they? Because the Christians were disagreeing from earliest times. Even Protestants say that Luther was just going back to the earliest Christians who disagreed with these books and he sided with them. Well, going back to the controversy again. And there's no way to know what is scripture and what is not. But God gave his authority to the church and he promised to guide the church into all truth. Not some truth, all truth. Why? So we could know the truth and not have to doubt it. And yet Protestants have been trying to reinvent the wheel for 500 years and have been doubting it and can't even agree upon it or what it means, and especially on the canon of Scripture. Because if they admit the authority of the church on this, then what else do they have to admit the authority of the church on? And that's why they do not like this topic. And even in debates on sola scriptura, they do not like at all. They don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole the canon of Scripture. Even James White in his famous Patrick Madrid debate on Sola Scriptura, he got pressured by Patrick Madrid and had to admit that he, because Patrick was asking him, well, how do you know which books are in the Bible? How do you know Hebrews is inspired scripture? How do we know for sure? And he says, well, the earliest Christians decided. They decided based on tradition. What? Patrick Madrid said they decided based on what? Tradition. Same way we decide. You know, like it wasn't by the Catholic Church. 
<laughs> of course it was by the Catholic Church, Mr. White. They were Catholics who decided this, and they were in the Catholic Church. Augustine, Athanasius, John Chrysostom, Jerome, all Catholics and Catholic bishops. Of course. It's just dishonest. The earliest Christians were Catholic, and they decided based on tradition. So even James White and pretty much everyone else on this topic has to admit that the canon was based on tradition, what was handed down by the church, which is exactly what the Catholic Church has claimed for 2,000 years, that we can't know what's in the scriptures. We can't know what books are biblically inspired scripture and which ones are not without the church, without the tradition that has been passed down by what? The church. So it was the church that passed down these traditions. It was the church that collected these books. It was the church that decided on these issues. And it was the church that definitively settled the canon of scripture before which it was not settled, even admitted by many Protestants. So yes, <laughs> the Catholic church did decide this. And that's why many Protestants don't like to talk about it. They don't even like to deal with it because they have to admit authority. And that's a big problem, especially when talking about scripture. They say scripture alone. We say scripture, yes, but also the authority of the church that Christ himself gave us. And you can see that in our recent debates, uh, two debates on sola scripture that we just had, we talked about and showed definitively from the scriptures, the authority of the church that Jesus gave himself. So yes, the scriptures, and yes, the church. Both and. We don't need to choose and have this false dichotomy between the two. And if you read the earliest Christians, they would tell you exactly what we are telling you today. And we challenge you to go back and read the Christians for the first 300 years. Many Protestants have, which is why they're Catholic today. Thank you so much for watching our video. We hope you found it informative and inspirational. And we hope that you will check out our debates and other uh, videos on this channel. If you would like a Catholic speaker, if you would like private apologetic seminars to learn how to do apologetics, if you would like to talk to us privately, contact us at the link below or contact us at catholictruth.org. Uh, and you can find our info there. If you would like to support our ministry, you love what we do, you love the countless Protestants and atheists and people we're bringing home who are finally opening their eyes and seeing the truth of God, praise be to God, and the truth of the church, please support our ministry, Patreon and PayPal below. And also follow us down below on our social media. Follow us for daily inspiration on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, whatever you have, follow us below and uh, pray for us because we are always praying for you. God bless you.